Welcome to Multi-Passionate Artists, featuring conversations with visual and performing artists, along with other creative souls on their journey, process, and entrepreneurship. I am your host, Diane Foy. My purpose is to help multi-passionate artists embrace their values, ambitions, and story so that they can slide into the spotlight with the impact and income to match. Hello and welcome to episode 82 of Multi-Passionate Artists. I'm excited to announce that I'm giving an intimate interview at Arts and Hearts Sacred Artistry Summit. Coming up on May 12th, 13th, and 14th, 2022, in case you're listening to this later. And if you catch this before then, I've got a free ticket for you. Created with love by my friend, award-winning recording artist, Honey La Rochelle. She and I will be talking about why your authentic personal brand is the key to success. I'll also be sharing some of my personal journey and how I ended up being who and where I am today. There's a killer lineup of artists, creatives, leaders in the entertainment industry. You'll receive actionable steps to increase your income, status, or creativity. Plus, there's high-value giveaways. The intention of the Art and Hearts Sacred Artistry Summit is to remind you that you are high-value and sacred. It's to reignite your spark, to give you a sneak peek at what's possible beyond your limiting beliefs. There'll be about 20 of us showing up, sharing how we did it, how we do it, and what we are about to do. So consider this an exclusive invitation to a private party, a party where all the keys to your success are being passed around hors d'oeuvre trays. I know the entire team is definitely committed to helping you build a dope-ass life and career. You just got to show up. So grab a free ticket. The link is in the show notes. And Honey is my guest today on the podcast, a veteran soul vocalist. Honey La Rochelle has spent over a decade touring the world with writing songs for and singing background for legendary artists we all know and love, including Roberta Flack, Macy Gray, Joss Stone, Lord, and many others. She's the inventor of the Sea Savers Singer Straw, a uniquely designed vocal warm-up tool built to make voice exercises safer and more effective for singers and professional speakers. Honey uses Reiki strategy and leadership to transform the lives of artists in her sacred artistry program. All in all, Honey is a loving, trusting, vulnerable woman committed to making lasting impact on herself, her peers, her clients, her fans, and the world. You're going to love this conversation between us as we explore her career, talk about the summit, but also she gives amazing, heartfelt advice on how we can tackle some of our limiting beliefs and 
change our money mindset as artists. She, she believes wholeheartedly that you deserve to be paid for your talents. And so I'm sure you'll be inspired. I hope you enjoy it. For a transcript, visit dianefoy.com slash 082. Honey, hey. that's a fabulous name. Welcome oh, to the thank show. You. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. So the exciting summit is coming up. Yes. And this isn't the first time you've done that, right? This no, is this is my fourth time doing one of this magnitude. And so I feel like, you know, it's interesting getting through getting later on in your journey when you keep going and trying new things. Like I remember my very first summit and I winged it. I threw it all together in about 17 days. And the whole time my body was shaking and gyrating with like fear and excitement and energy. And I was like, ah, you know, and you learn so much. And this time around, I have a full team. Um, we have all these systems in place. And so we're really able to focus on serving, which is what I always intended to do. You know, like I'm yeah. here committed to artists, creatives, and heart-based entrepreneurs. And my whole commitment is that I'm creating a space where they get to come and take a crash course on how to have success in the industry for free. You know, we want to make it like, here's a free resource for you. And if you take it on like an online course, you can leave this experience actually having, you know, quote unquote degree. Like if you go to a college or a university for the music business, you're going to learn the same stuff, but you're going to learn it slower. You're going to have some more extra details maybe put into mm -hmm. a book for you. But bottom line is we have real life experts real life industry pros who are living it now, who are in today's current industry, not like as long as it took to write a textbook yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and print that thing. You know what I mean? Because this is a liquid, living, alive industry. And would you say that the summit, it's three days coming up, would you say that it's specifically only for musicians or... All it is artists. definitely not only for musicians. I think that musicians are going to gain a ton because I am a musician. And so I'm always speaking through that lens. Like I can't, you know, step out of that lens and just not be a musician. However, I have some experts who are coming on just to talk about how painting, for instance, can get you into a creative space or manifest more money for you or, you know, so like any type of art any type of heart-based entrepreneur, I don't care, you could be a massage therapist and some of this summit will most definitely serve you and help you expand your business and make more money. Yeah. Because I believe we should all be earning while we're learning. Like I'm here to dissolve the starving artist narrative and I'm here to dissolve the perfectionist within each and every one of us. Like <laughs> we yeah. ain't got to be perfect to get it out there. Pop it out there. You know, yeah. have some strategy and some thought. Yeah. But pop it out there, you know? Yeah. Be clever, be good, but pop it out there. Wow. And who are some of your experts? Like what what can I, what can I learn? Oh god. Okay. Well, I mean, first of all, I have you on the summit. That's which a is, good get. <laughs> that's that's a really big huge win for us at Sacred Artistry. Like we're very excited to have you, Miss Diane Foy. And um you're going to we're going to talk you and I about personal branding, about PR, about how to 
rock a release. I have Brie Noble, who if, you know, mm -hmm. if you've been in the game a while, you She's definitely know who show. she is. Yeah. Okay. So if you guys have been listening for a while, then you know who Brie Noble is. I, what I love about Brie is she's constantly um, upping her game. She's the perfect example of somebody who's like, here's what I offer. Oh, and now I've added this because the industry is liquid. And so here's now what I offer, which includes what's going on actually today. Mm -hmm. And here's what else I offer, which includes actually what's going on today. So, you know, she's, she's an incredible uh, speaker. She's been on with us before. Um, we have we have a ton more. I'm blanking at the moment because my computer is going slowly and I like to look at lists. <laughs> but let me just use my brain for a second here. Um, oh my God, we have Eric Campbell, who's got a really cool sync community called Control Camp. And he offers free sync advice to songwriters. So if you wanted to put your songs in music, TV, uh, in TV or film or commercials, he's going to be spewing some of the knowledge on how to do that. And there will be an opportunity to, jo to join his community, which I think is, to me, I was like, wait, why are you doing this for free? This is way too good <laughs> to be offering. What are you doing? Uh, but he's like, this information should be free because I'm committed to everybody knowing the stuff, which I found to be really inspiring, powerful. Um, Alexis Cohen is joining us and she's the one I was just speaking about that she's, she's got a lot more to offer than simply how to use paint to, uh, paint as art. So like creating a piece of art, the physical, tangible piece of art to expand on your creativity and manifest. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have a woman called Nicole Blonder who has a company called this is equilibrium. And it's really about keeping your balance between your, you know, having your health and well-being be in balance while you're playing this game which yeah even, even me today having gone through my being kicked out of my google account and like being in a moment of pure stress and distress and dysfunction um finding a way so i offered myself a little reiki prior to this meeting right i yeah. think it's important to have tools in your pocket to stay okay you get to be okay like none of this matters if you're not okay this is why we had the amy winehouses of the world and mm -hmm. the you know what i mean the janice joplins of the world who can you imagine if they had been okay yeah what they could have contributed yeah so that's just a few but there's many more we have 21 speakers wow. That's amazing. So three, three full days, days. Three full days of funk, baby. Yes. And it's live because like yeah. a lot of summits are all just pre-recorded interviews. And so the cool part is that it's live so people could ask questions. That's exactly. Great. So we're offering it for free. And if you sign up for free, we can, we're going to be monitoring the chat and letting you pop your questions in the chat at the end of each interview. And if you are one of the VIP purchasers, if you buy the VIP package, then you'll be inside the Zoom room with us and you can just unmute and ask and have actual FaceTime with these people, which is very high value. A lot of these people charge a lot of money mm -hmm. to just get FaceTime. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's super high value. It's a complete no brainer to me. I think, you know, if you're going to take it on, take it all the way on. But yes. get excited, it's happening 12, 13, 14 of this month. Yes, the link will be in the show notes to sign up right away. Yeah. And so I'm also excited to have you on 
because you are Honey LaRoche. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your bio is very impressive. Why, thank you. Yes, I have a very sexy resume, as I like yes. to call it. Sexy resume. I mm. love the the name drops. You have worked with Roberta Flack. That's fantastic. Macy Gray, Josh Stone, Lord. And so what are some of the things that you've done with them? I know some of them you were singing with, some of them you were uh, songwriting with. Tell yeah. me a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so with Macy, I actually ended up signed to her record label. So I was signed with her for three years and she was putting me in the studio with hundreds of the best musicians and producers in Los Angeles. Um, over the course of those three years, I was also touring with her sometimes as her background singer. And I was also in the studio with her um, vocal producing and writing. So, you know, when she would go to the studio, sometimes it'd be like we go at 10 p.m. and we're there till four in the morning and, you know, a, <clears throat> a song will be created. And then she's recording the song and I would be, you know, helping with the vocal cutting, which is my superpower is like, how do you get the best? vocal out while you're in the booth like right. as if you're having a live performance but it's just perfect as well mm -hmm. um so that's that's one of my passions and so she she had me doing that for her and then yeah we would co-write some songs with lord i only got to do one gig with her which turned into a you know 10 days of rehearsal and then we played coachella oh cool um, and that was really special that was really incredible for me to just get to watch how she puts a show together yeah it was really cool because it's i'm usually with soul and jazz legends and it's not often that i'm seeing like how a pop star does it right it's a totally different what game. was different um well the the whole level of production and the amount of rehearsal is a lot is a lot more when you're yeah. a pop star there's a lot more money being tossed around and so you can afford to have big stage props moving parts dancers elements of surprise lighting cues you're bringing people on the road with you who are in charge of the pyro in charge of the lighting and all of this other stuff yeah. whereas with my my personal experience mostly with the brand new heavies and with roberta you know it's like get your musicians on stage make sure that their instruments are tuned and in good condition make sure the lighting is warm and then hit go. You're good. You know to go. what I mean? Yeah. yeah, that's that's the level. Yeah. <laughs> so it was great for me to witness. Like, oh my God, she had this. Like, they converted a like a train container into a moving club on a levitating arm, and so then the dancers were in there, and they were not just dancing; they were acting. They were like acting out a scene, and it was like suddenly we're all drunk, and so. And then now we're all really zombied out and we're all standing still. Okay. And now we're all making out with each other. Okay. And now the whole club is tilting to the side and we're, we're strategically rolling out acrobatically <laughs> of the That's side cool. of this. It was incredible. Well, it's also Coachella. You up your game for Coachella. That's right. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Coachella is epic. Wow. Yeah. How did you get into all this? Okay. So long story short. New York was always calling me from a very young age. I was just like, I'm supposed to be in New York City. I'm going to close my window because this is I'm in Hollywood now and and Hollywood is loud. And where uh, where are you from? I was born in Vancouver Ah. and we moved to Texas and then we moved to Florida, Orlando, Florida. And I was 
in a girls group and we got signed to a producer fight Ren, who did like a lot of in sync and backstreet and Britney and that kind of whole pop scene in that time. Yeah. So it was pretty big. Um, and then when the group began to dissolve, I was like, this is my moment. I'm finally going to New York. And within a year, I had an 11 piece band that was playing all the circuit. And one of my girlfriends called me and said, hey, the brand new heavies are auditioning. And I had auditioned for John Legend and completely botched that audition. Like I left the audition crying. Yeah. And I made up a story that I just don't audition. I just don't. I just don't do that, oh, yeah. <laughs> which is hilarious now looking back. But anyway, I went to the audition and nailed it. So I got this first world tour, 2006, brand new heavies, one of my favorite bands. Um, and Dia Davenport left me a voicemail on my phone, was like, we would love to invite you to come with us to Japan. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, and jumping up and down in my living room. It was amazing. And so we did the first tour. And then they were like, okay, next month we go on tour with Macy as a double headlining tour of America on a bus. So that was my first bus tour, which by the way, I love me a bus tour. The yeah. buses are so the best sleep of my life. <laughs> they just rock <laughs> you to sleep, baby. Mm. Ah. Anyway, um, Macy and I fell in love on that tour. I just was like, here's my demo. She was like, I hear that you know what you're doing. Like, this is really good. And she just kind of kept inviting me into her atmosphere and stratosphere. And um, she ended up signing me a year later. And the guitar tech, oh gosh, how did it all happen? So there I am. I'm with the brand new heavies. I'm with Macy. And my girlfriend calls in and says, hey, the soprano for Joss Stone can't do this Brazil tour. Do you want to hop on the tour? And it just continues to happen like that, right? Like yeah. you, once you're in the circuit, people start to know, oh, this person is fast and this person is good. And, you know, I can confidently refer them and know that they're going to show up and be professional and they're not going to make me look bad. I'm not going to get a call later yeah. from somebody saying, who the hell, why would you refer that person? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we know it's all connections. It's all about like who you know, and how you relate. Like what kind of relationship do you have? Do you have the type of relationship where you can confidently say, here, call Steve. Yeah, and just know that when they call Steve, Steve is going to represent. Yeah, yeah. Because it's all about relationships, whether it's for the referrals, or if it's for they got to hang out with you on tour. Yeah, that on part. a bus. That part. <laughs> Do they like you? Yeah. <laughs> or are you annoying? <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think looking back, I was very annoying, but I, <laughs> but I was also very good. <laughs> so yeah. I just, thank God, you know, you know, you have a little mix and balance. I think there were people I can look back now and go, oh, I can see why they would have been annoyed with me because <laughs> I have grown so much and hindsight is 2020. Yeah. But, um, but I made it through all those things. I got the Brazil tour with Joss. The, the guitar tech on that tour was like, you need to meet Roberta. Um, and he called Roberta and said, hey, I got the soprano. Do you need her? And she was like, bring her to the rehearsal on Tuesday. And I went to the rehearsal and I sang one song and she said, I'm snatching you up and we're leaving Thursday. And then it was <laughs> wow. like, I was in Thailand on that Thursday. It was crazy. It was one of those whirlwind experiences. Wow. And then I was with her for 10 years. Wow. So all of this that you've uh, working with all these artists, was that like a few year period? Or is that over the last 10 years? 
It's been since 2006. Yeah. So that's, what is that? It's four, 16 years I've been touring now. Wow. And writing. And, um, you know, in that time, my friends, uh, Chad and Ian from a group called The Great Big World, became very famous. They wrote this song, Say Something, and Christina Aguilera heard it and was like, this song could change the world. Excuse me, I need you to fly to LA tomorrow and re-record it with me. And then that song became a huge smash and they got signed to Jive Records with, um, what's his name, L.A. Reed. And then that led to, you know, me having opportunities at Jive because I was able to write with my friends and produce vocals for them. And, wow. you know, so it's just like, you know, you just keep surrendering to the process and yeah. being in gratitude for what you have and controlling the things that you can control and letting go of control of all the things that you cannot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what was your dream going into it? Was it you wanted, wanted to be Beyonce? I wanted to be yeah. Beyonce famous. I thought, you know, when Destiny's Child came out, I was like, oh, they're just like me. I'm going to be just like that. And yeah. at the time I was in a girls group and I had it in my head that that's what it was going to look like. Yeah. And so, you know, like letting that part of my dream go was a process. I definitely, yeah. you know, when I realized that a girls group was not my dream and then it was like, well, I, I still want fame. And that was because I watched all these other famous people having these experiences that I could see in the media. And I assumed that their whole life looked like what it looks like in the media. Yeah. But then, you know, with the development of social media, I've witnessed, you know, how even my social media looks like my life is incredibly perfect. And I'm yeah. still here experiencing what parts of it aren't perfect. And, and everything is perfect. But obviously, we have dark times, we have sad times, we suffer we experience pain and we don't post about that mostly because there's people who will be like, Oh wow, you're going to bring your pity party to the public. Right. But, um, it's but, the way you, you know, do it. I think like, you know, yeah. people connect when you have a vulnerable, when you tell vulnerable stories, but yeah, you don't want it to come off as complaining. True. You're just like I'm going through it right now. Yeah. And I'm going to come and out the other side, but right now I'm here. I also think um, when you're going through it and you're sharing about it, it's good to know why you're sharing. Like, are you looking for advice yeah. or do you just need to be heard right now? Which yeah. both are completely okay. But if you can be clear about what you need, what kind of support, what would support you most in your, in people's response, people want people have, you know, there's this thing called the helper's high. People yeah. want to help. And sometimes they think they're helping by yelling at you, oh, stop being a Debbie Downer. <laughs> and sometimes that doesn't help yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes I like a little slap, a Tough little love. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. And other times I'm like, I really need to be held and nurtured like a baby right now. Like I'm tender yeah. and raw. Yeah. And if and the clearer I am, and the clearer I am able to communicate where I am, the the better the support becomes. I right. found. 
you'd have you have to actually ask for help i'm not good at that <laughs> so uh, one of the things we do inside of sacred artistry so sacred artistry is actually like my coaching program um and the reason i'm bringing this up is because of what you just said is i'm not good at that yeah um and one of the things one of the games we play inside of sacred artistry is called the notice and celebrate game because our words are spells and when you say things like i'm not good at that then right. the universe god allah buddha whoever you talking to i don't really care um the universe is being incredibly obedient and literally anything you say gets you get to be right about right and so if you're committed to not being good at it and this is not i'm not judging you please no oh no <laughs> it's just like a, it's like an opportunity to notice our language yeah heal the language so we start with i can't i should i should i never i'm not those are like the simple simplest ones to begin noticing in our language yeah and when we shift our language if literally all you do is shift your language you will notice a complete transformation of your life like my abundance has so tripled in money and in time and in love and in joy and happiness and breakthrough simply because i've been willing to monitor my language right so like our our words are so powerful so you pay attention to whenever you say i can't i'm not those kind of things so in the game when you notice uh i'm not good at that or whatever come out of your mouth mm -hmm. you stop everything right there you do a disruptor of the neuro pattern right so it's like everything has to stop i don't care if i'm at the grocery store about to pay my check the teller gets to wait while I process this. Right. Like, okay. So then we do our Ho'oponopono prayer. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And you may get to say it a couple times in order to really feel your energy shift. And then you celebrate. And that can just be as simple as like, yes. Or like, wow. Uh, you know, you have a physical celebration that sort of locks in the shift and they're they're very minuscule they're micro shifts so that it gets to happen over and over and over until the neuro pattern is there's a break in it now i it's very rare that i'm gonna say i can't right i might say i'm not sure how to do that let me see can i figure it out or i might say up to now i've never had success doing that i'm willing to try yeah but immediately the energy behind all of those sentences is shifted. It's a higher vibrational sentence. Yeah. Because every, yeah. every word is a vibration. So then with that higher vibrational sentence, and I'm calling forth the possibility. And so I, I can't make a million dollars. Like what? No, I could, I don't know how yet I'm working on it. I'm looking for the creative possibilities. I'm open to, to money and different opportunities to create that money. Um, do you have any ideas? Right. Immediately. Yeah. The universe is like, oh, did you want to make a million dollars? Well, here's a bunch of ways. Let me put possibility on your path. Right. Yeah. I know I've done that with, uh, I never say I don't have time. It's always, that's not a priority for me right now. Hmm. Yeah. So I've, I've done that switch. <laughs> I, was I like, love that. Yeah. Cause that's always the excuse of like, Oh, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. 
Right. We all have the same amount of time. Exactly. But it's not a priority for me right now. Yeah. And that's the same with I can't afford it. Yeah. Which it's is not a, a priority one. for me right now. Yeah. And in selling, you know, being an artist and being a creative and like being an entrepreneur, musicpreneur, whatever, preneur, we're selling. We get to sell ourselves. We get to sell our creations. We get to sell our brand. We're always selling, which is an enrollment game, right? It's a, it's a game of can you get somebody at the emotional level to connect to you or whatever your offer is? And in order to have them connect, you get to connect to them. So I can't afford it will always mean I don't see the value. Right. Yeah. It's not hitting where it's supposed to. It's not hitting that spot. Okay, great. Let's keep looking for the spot. What's, yeah. what's, where are you emotionally open? Where is there space for growth? What's missing for you? You know, and if we approach all of our potential fans and clients from those inquisitive curiosity spaces, then there's so much more possibility in them connecting to you, right? Like the more generous you are and you're seeking and you're searching, then uh, the more love you get. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yes. All that was so fascinating. And I think the mindset, the money mindset has been tough for a lot of artists, especially with musicians. I find <laughs> that they will spend the money on the recording. Um, oh, I, I need this like thousands of dollars on a music video and mm. have no money for marketing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you know, it's like, it's like when you go to the gym and you want to look good, you may find yourself working on your biceps all day long, right? We call that the vanity workout. Yeah. Same as like, so I'm going to do my biceps, I'm going to do my triceps and I'll do a little squatting and then I've done my workout. And it's literally like, I'm just building up the muscles that I know are going to look good externally. Meanwhile, my core and my back, the parts that are going to keep me sustainable are weak and fumbly. And I'm going to end up walking around like, <laughs> looking like, uh, what is that? Like a, the word is escaping me. I keep wanting to say Tasmanian devil, but that's not the <laughs> word I'm looking for. But you know, the guy who's like big and buff up top and he's got no legs or, right, yes, <laughs> you know, like big old arms on this tiny little body. Yeah. So it's the same with our careers. Like we are vain. Our ego is there to protect us. We love our egos. We are thankful to have them. We need them. And yet we get to invite them to just sit at the table with us and not run. We're not, you don't get to drive the train ego <laughs> because if you're driving the train, guess what? $6,000 on a music video and literally $0 for a marketing budget that's happened in my life. Yeah. That was my ego. Now that video is sexy as it's a great <laughs> video and yeah. like it got a thousand views. Right. You know what I mean? So these are lessons learned. Yeah. Um, and it's also more fun. Like I want to have fun creating a big video with a, with a whole cast and crew and we all get to applaud when the director says that's a wrap and we get to eat the catering and the craft services and we get to have these mainstream experiences. And so 
I'm sorry, I forgot to close my windows. I'm in Hollywood. All good. <laughs> so we get to have these mainstream, we want to have these mainstream experiences. And yeah. I wouldn't actually trade that. Like some lessons are better learned the hard way. Yeah. Because I'm so thankful that I did that. I will never do that again. Right. But, you know, it was such a huge lesson. It caused a lot of strife and stress in my internal, which had me then barking at other people and pointing fingers and trying to place blame. And like, it was a real lesson in leadership and decision-making skills, sound mm -hmm. decision-making skills, uh, you know, and all of these things are things that I'm committed that none of my clients ever go through again. Um, none of my friends ever go through again. Yeah. I think that's just, yes, yeah, some things you do need to learn on your own. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's maybe why a lot of my clients are maybe a little older because when you're young and you're, you just think everything's going to be easy or I want the quick fix. Like I'm going to hire a marketing team to do the whole social media stuff for me. I'm going to hire a publicist. That's like, well, do you have, do you have all this money? And, and if yeah. you're not ready for it, then you're going to complain in the end that you didn't get the results you wanted. And, and then you're going to look for someone to blame. Exactly. Or, and so now even through coaching, when I first started coaching artists, again, they want to skip the personal branding and like, just, can we get to the, you teaching me social media and publicity? I'm like, <laughs> but you don't know what you're going to sell yet. Like you don't know what you're promoting Yeah, because you need to figure out what's in here. Like you need to figure out what do you really want? Why do you want it? And what are what parts of your story can you tell that will connect with people? And it's deep inner work. So <laughs> I get it if you want to skip it, but it's that it's the magic that's gonna help everything else go a lot smoother. I've definitely seen artists who are incredible and who I've who I've witnessed when they put their content out, I'm like, what the hell? Like that doesn't represent who you are at all. And it doesn't even, and it's like, it stinks. It's like, I can see you faking the funk. I can see you trying to pretend. Right. Because you forgot to do the most important part, which is really connect to your why and really connect to your, I call them your Bob, your avatar, your ideal fan, whatever you want yeah. to call them, but connect to their why as well. You know, Adele's fans are going through something. They're sad and they want to lament. Yeah. And she's clear that's who she's writing for. So she's not writing half an album of like, let's celebrate and half an album of let's lament. Right. The whole record is like, I'm going the breakup record. We're getting a divorce record. Like that's what the record is. Right. It's yeah. like so clear, such yeah. clear branding. And that's what made her number one artist of the world. Yeah. I always say like the artists that you love, you probably mm -hmm. love them for more than just how amazing their music is. You love right. the way they dress. You love their attitude. You love the stories they tell and all of it. That's mm -hmm. what makes the superstars. Totally. Mm -hmm. And yeah, as you were saying that, I was thinking who my favorite, I think uh, Emily King is one of my favorite artists. Are you familiar with her? Emily, Emily King. 
Yeah. And I'm thinking L King, but no, I don't know. Oh, Emily King is worth listening to. Amazing artist. And I watched her, you know, I saw her for the first time in New York City at the Nokia Theater. And she was like curly mixed chick with a guitar and wearing a hoodie and jeans and just like being incredible and also had this like i'm not trying to be perfect personality persona right like she right. was like i'm in a hoodie and jeans there's no yeah. heels there's no sequin bra like this yeah. is what it this is this is who i am yeah yeah and and she was so incredible and i loved the nonchalant i loved that part now years later she's transformed and rebranded and her brand is now very Frida. It, she's giving me Frida, but it's like classy sort of suits, like pantsuits right. and like a rose petals. And like, there's just something oh, very cool. like <sighs> curious and simple and very tasteful, like high quality, which is also what her music is. I don't know why that's what came up as you were saying that because, oh, because I don't actually know her story. I don't right. know. I know that she's a mixed girl. I know that she got signed and got dropped. And um, at the time she got dropped, I thought, oh my God, how could they drop somebody as good as her? But that's the record label game. Yep. You know, it's like, are you Rihanna? <laughs> um, and, and I know that her mom is white and her dad's black, just like my mom. Her mom actually is in radio. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's really all I knew about her, but I'm obsessed. Yeah. She's like, she's somebody that I will listen to over and over without knowing her story, but it is something about the branding. It's subtle, but so yeah. impactful. And even though there was a branding kind of adjustment or change, it's probably still both authentic to her. Totally. Exactly. It's like, here's how you glamorize your nonchalance. It's like glamorize is, is an interesting term here. Cause it's not really about glamor, but it's like, if you're going to scale up your nonchalance, like do it, but still have an incredible face beat, but have a professional do it. And if you want that, like, I'm not wearing any makeup look, you know, still have the sprayed yeah. you know yeah. like the perfect contour the no makeup makeup right. i was a makeup artist so i know it's yes. called the no makeup makeup we call that the beat the the beat sister you know what i'm saying yeah. we got the beat down mm -hmm. <laughs> you gonna beat the face <laughs> yeah no makeup makeup yeah. um so yeah she like kept her brand authentic yeah the authenticity isn't it yeah it's if it's it feels connected you feel connected if you're like yeah this is who they are um years ago there would be record labels that put a brand on you mm -hmm. um i'm sure it still <laughs> happens uh, but yep. you know but that's it then it, so a lot of those artists came out later of like that was so not me right you know yeah and that's one of the things I'm excited to talk to you about at the summit is like how personal branding is the core of everything. And we have, you know, personal branding, like you said, it is overlooked by a lot of artists um, and the PR aspect, right? Like everybody's, everybody dreams of being 
highlighted in Vogue magazine yeah. or Vanity Fair or whatever magazine or, or editorial that, of your choice. And none of us know what it takes to get in there. Right. No, none of us really know, understand what that means. And again, it's the subtlety of the story. So I'm excited for artists to really get a deep dive into the subtle flex. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's all a process. You got to be, I'm always like, slow down. Yes. <laughs> you can't go from, you're not even ready to go right. from completely unknown to the cover of Rolling Stone. At all. There are so many stops along the way that will prepare yeah. you for that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to dive into that with you. And, you know, I really want people to leave that experience going, okay, here's my next step. Yeah. Here's, here's where I get to start. Here's a checklist. Once I've gotten through this checklist, then I go over here to this step. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cool. This has been so lovely talking to you. We yeah. talk for hours. I know. I love when we meet kinfolk and we yeah. grow up and vibe and like, love. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. So, what is your why? Well, like I said at the beginning of this, my why is the starving artist narrative really crippled me for a long time. Yeah. Um, when the pandemic hit, I was not prepared. And I went through a deep depression around the word essential worker. I made up some story that artists aren't essential because it was the first time that the whole world was threatened with this life-threatening thing that music couldn't really save you from. It could heal your heart and right. it could maybe um, heal your spirit and give your immune system a boost, but it, I wasn't thinking that way. I was non-essential at that point. Right. And, you know, what it took for me to climb out of that was a ton of personal work. I, d I became a Reiki healer, mostly to heal myself, and it did heal me. Um, but healing others is way more, way more rewarding. I mean, healing yourself is mandatory, and then healing others is rewarding, right? Because there's this yeah. thing called the helper's high. So my why is so that nobody else ever feels non-essential, so that every artist knows that they are, in fact, sacred. And yeah. like, when you look at the word sacred, what does that mean? It means worthy of worship. And if you tell an artist, most artists right now, you are sacred, you yourself are sacred and enough. You don't need to be combined with anything else to become sacred. You're already sacred, worthy of worship. Yeah. Like the magnitude of that makes people uncomfortable. Most people will hear that sentence and think, well, no, not me. I mean, like, obviously I still have to have my guitar or, right. you know, not, not without my lipstick or whatever their, their child blanket is, mm -hmm. their thumb suck is. Um, and so my why is so that everyone gets to tap into their birthright of abundance. And that means abundance of money, abundance of time, joy, and especially abundance of worth, self-worth. Yeah. That's amazing. That's my commitment. Oh, the summit's going to be so good. Yeah, it's going to be magical. <laughs> it's going to be magical. Everyone has to come. That's yeah. so great. Well, thank you so much. This has been wonderful. Thanks for having me, and I'll see you soon yes. at the summit. 
Thanks for listening to Multi-Passionate Artists. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your fellow artists, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To connect with me, I'm Diane Foy Arts on Instagram and in the Multi-Passionate Artists groups on Facebook and Clubhouse. Thanks again.